0: Quit being miserable on your hunts. Let us show you how to have an epic next hunt. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Let's Assess. Today, it's me and AJ going to run you through basically gear and what gear you guys need to uh, perform the best on the mountain and to have the best hunts. So as hunters, there's so many things that are out of our control. I mean, almost everything is out of our control, but... One of the things that is in our control is, in fact, gear and what gear you put on your body and you bring with you to uh, to weather the elements and not only to weather the elements but to keep you um, in the hunt within being comfortable, being safe without chafing, getting blisters, and then not only that but having a good success with, uh, with something like camo. So we're going to touch on all of those today. Um, we're going to go into uh, basically – a building a gear system and kind of what that looks like and then what we actually run for our gear system. So, um, to build a gear system, what I mean by that is we want to get, unless you have unlimited money and you can just go out and buy every single piece of gear from every manufacturer, um, then that's great. But if you want, if you're balling on some sort of a budget, um, or you just want to be light in the back country, I think that building a gear system is super, super, super important. So, what I mean by that is let's get, uh, the right layers and not duplicate layers. So like I was just talking to AJ, uh, we don't want to get six insulation layers and no hard shell raincoat. So, you know, we're really warm, but we're wet. So then we're not really that warm. We want to be able to get a gear system that every piece of gear lines up and works together and doesn't really overlap each other. So I have found a really good gear system. Um, And that consists of going from what's on your skin to what's on the outside of, of all the layers. And all these things do a different, they give you a different sort of performance, whether that's keeping you warm, keeping you dry, regulate your temperature, all that stuff. So we're going to dive into that, but just keep in mind throughout this, this talk that this is in fact teaching you how to build a gear system. So AJ, I'm gonna let you jump right into it. Um, and, uh, Get it going. Sounds good. Well, guys, the main thing is you're gonna have base layers, you're
1: gonna have insulation, and you're gonna have an outer shell. So three things. That's your main, you know, what you're gonna need for sure. So for base layers, you are we're talking, you know, socks, long underwear, underwear, and then your undershirt. That might be t-shirt, etc. And we're gonna dive into that stuff a little more detail later. Um, and then for insulation, we're gonna talk like down or cotton or you know, something that's going to give you that warmth for those cold days. And then for your outer shell, we're going to have, you know, either a soft shell or a hard shell to where you're, you know, depending upon the season when you're hunting, it's going to be um, water resistant, waterproof, um, that type of stuff. And the fabrics are where that changes between that soft and hard
0: shell. Yeah. Um, and and before we get completely into this, I'm speaking from the way that I like to hunt is it's an early season um active lots of hiking lots of heavy lifting backpacks stuff like that archery and the way aj likes to hunt is is rifle hunting basically later yeah. season rifle hunting
1: more more uh, rifle hunting i'll be talking a little more in the later season you might be uh, you know in a truck more ranger more etc um so you're you're going to be changing your layers a lot getting dressed when you do go out in the in the environment not overheating when you're in a vehicle um you know as a guide in some of the trophy units here in colorado and in, in the northwest corner I my clientele is a lot older, so we're not out hiking miles upon miles upon miles. Where Brent's doing a little more of that, and especially in the fall when it's a lot warmer, you know, the earlier season, I'm a little more later season. I mean, I do the early season stuff, but I'm a little more geared for that later season stuff for sure.
0: But we're gonna teach you how to build a gear system that no matter whether you're hunting that early early fall hunt archery season, where last year it was the beginning archery season, it was 102 degrees where we're hunting. That's what the truck said. So it's probably like. 95 or whatever but it can go from that to you know with my clothes I've hunted late uh elk with other people and I've been fine in negative five yep so, so I just want to go over like my go-to
1: things and I just want to kind of say I'm more of a kuyu guy I uh kind of picked up a brand deal with them and was able to you know get some discounts on it so I went the kuyu right route a few years ago and I've really grown my systems on that thing when you're building a gear system is you need to decide between, you know, what are you gonna use, camo, solids, um, you're gonna to go to Walmart and buy Mossy Oak, you're gonna go buy Kuyu, Sitka, First Light, whatever your, you know, go-to is. So I just wanna give you guys a little educational piece here on what I know about camo. I'm a big solids guy. I like wearing solids as a guide because I feel like I can get away from the hunter a little bit and be more of like a tree or a rock or whatever. You know, I'm more of like the solid thing that's sitting there and kind of like send them in with their camo or whatever. Um, I've learned from my dad solids and that's kind of just the way that I've really liked to go towards. Now that doesn't mean I don't have a lot of camo in my, my arsenal as well. And in the camo that I have, you, you really have to break it down in a way like I'm not going to knock him with it goes and wears mossy Oak from um, Walmart. It all works. Right. But if you are really technical with the gear you want, there's, the reason Kuyu, Sitka, and First Light have their digital camo and the different breakups that they do, it's because they have a macro breakup and then a micro breakup. And in that macro breakup, you're going to have like a big like object on it. And then you're going to have a lot of little detail in, in between that big object. And what that does when you're out out hunting is far away, that big breakup, the macro breakup... Animals can't see that as easy. It looks like just rock or, um, tree or whatever. It's a big object. But then when you're really up close you're tight, like archery hunt something like that, that's where that micro breakup super important. And that's why they put that digital camo fine breakup in between that, because that's where it, you know, it looks more like a tree limb or, you know, leaves or things like that to them. Cause their eyes are super good and super focused. So that's where the macro and the micro are super important in,
0: your camo. Um, what do you think about colors? Do you so, believe like some people think that animals can't see colors? Some people do. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, you'll spend all this time and money buying a camo and then, you know, they say animals can't see colors. I feel like they can see patterns, though. but they can see patterns. So yeah. that's where it's super important to get that right. Micro and uh, macro pattern in there. Now colors. I feel like it's important just to keep colors similar to the area that you're hunting because if your colors aren't similar, I feel like they can see somewhat of colors, right? And unfortunately in most states, you have to wear that orange in rifle season or muzzleloader seasons, but safety, that's great. Good for that. You know, I, I definitely support that safety note, note that, but you, you know, the colors, like if you're hunting in the, in the trees, you definitely want some green in there, you know, but if you're up in the rock in the high you know, hunting bighorn sheep and stuff like that. I think your grays and the darker blues and stuff like that is important. And you just definitely want to match your colors with the area you're in, I feel like. Yeah. But I do feel like the pattern is more important than the color itself.
0: Yeah, so he's a Kuyu guy and I'm a Sitka guy. And that's what I kind of do like about Sitka is there's not like, I mean, I guess it's good and bad. There's not like a million different prints. Yeah. It's like, if you're hunting any, like on their website, it's like, are you below treeline? Okay. Then use Optifade, whatever. And if you're above treeline, it's pretty much the same print. It's just different colors. And so it's easy to match. It's, you know, if you change one thing, you don't have to go out and buy a whole new camo set where with something like Kuyu, if you want to match, you kind of have to do that. But it's like you're saying that's kind of why solids are cool. So exactly,
1: and that's I always throw like the same color solid pant with any camo coat. Yeah, you know, like you can really just mix it a lot easier and better. And that's with as many days as I spend in the field at a single time without laundry, that's usually my go-to is having some sort of solid in there.
0: Yeah, and my thing is, is uh, I'm not an elk or a deer. Obviously, I don't know what they see, but with archery hunting, I want every advantage that I could possibly get. And not only that, I've had very close encounters with Elk where who knows if they would have seen me if I wasn't wearing camo but they didn't see me when I was wearing camo. They stared right at me they are 15 yards away and so I feel like being still and not being winded you know for those of you who are like camo is a bunch of BS well you, it could be um, obviously windage and and movement and all that's a bigger deal than the camo but the other thing is is why not take every advantage you can get? That's the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, and you're already spending so much money to yeah. be there and you only have a limited time of year to do this. So yeah. why not have every advantage possible, you know? This, right.
0: these tools are out
1: there and sure maybe it's a gimmick, but I do believe. I believe in it for sure. Yeah. So so,
0: so we're going to basically jump in and we're gonna basically Itemize our gear systems so you guys can get an idea of maybe this works for you, maybe it doesn't. Um, and but you'll get an idea of what we, uh, you know, being younger guys that don't have every piece of Sitka gear, every piece of Kuyu, every piece of everything. The but this will give you an idea of what you can get. It's obviously still expensive, but uh, over time you can build a gear system like this, and maybe the same problems like. Say you're always cold, maybe, you know, if if you're always cold, AJ, then someone resonates yep. with you. So we're going to jump in. I don't want to spiel too much about that. And we're going to jump right into we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. So we're going to start at, the, at our feet, which arguably are the most important part. Yep. And then we're going to go all the way up to our head. So, AJ, why don't you start on socks? Sounds good, yeah. I don't know
1: about you guys, but I am definitely – somebody that gets cold easy and I do not like to be cold. And it starts at my feet. If my feet get cold, I'm done, I'm going home. Like that's days over, let's go. So what I start with is a good pair of socks. I do run um, a merino wool sock generally most days and I get those from Kuyu. That's my go-to sock, not a thick one. It's like a medium thick that I wear. And the cool thing about that is it wicks the water away from your feet cause you are sweating when you're hiking or like in my case, if I'm like driving and I have a cold hunter or whatever, I usually run like the, the floor heat on my truck or the Ranger to where your feet will get hot and then sweat and then get cold immediately. So I run that Merino wool sock and that's where I start with. So number one, that's my go-to sock. Now what's also in my bag is just your normal plain Jane, white thin hane sock. Now some people are going to be like, Oh, that's not good, but that's what, I like break my boots in with, that's what I wear every day. That's what I'm most comfortable with is that sock. So if I'm just on a general day, that can be a sock that I I go with instead of, you know, if I'm not going to be spending the whole day out there, if I'm doing a morning hunt, evening hunt, whatever, that's my go-to sock because I'm not spending the entire time in that sock.
0: Right. Um, so for me, socks are super important. Um, but... I don't wear, everyone says you have to have merino wool, you have to have merino wool. And uh, for me, I will wear merino wool if it is cold. Um, If it's not, like if it's chilly or warm, I will go with a Stance, the brand is Stance Performance Sock. So I basically wore them playing basketball from middle school on and they have like cushioning in the right places and they fit and they're a good material where that sock isn't moving on your foot. And so if that sock isn't moving on your foot and then the boot is not moving on the sock, then your chances of blistering go way down. And that's what I get with like, like I'll wear smart wools, smart wool, Merino wool socks. But I find that if it's, remotely warm and I get a tiny bit of moisture on my feet, my foot is sliding in that sock and then I start to blister and it just feels like weird and damp, whereas the stance sock, it'll actually dry itself. And so I really prefer the stance socks. It's like AJ's talking about. I wear the stance sock every day or most days. I really like them. I have a ton of pairs of them. And so that's what I prefer to wear, um, especially in early archery season when we're logging a ton of miles. Um, those are the socks that I 100 percent trust. Now, if it is super cold, I'll go up to a smart wool sock. Um, that is well, if it's remotely cold, like I would say, like under 40 degrees, I might run or we're gonna do a lot of glassing or something like that. Not a lot of moving. I'll go up to a, a smart wool, merino wool, uh, hunt. They're actually hunt specific oh. socks. Yeah. Yep. And then if those, if if it's even too cold for those. Then, um, I might even go to. I think the smart wool sock that I wear is like, I think it's called the Mountaineer, it's like a really, really thick wool sock. And that's for like, I'm not going to be walking much at all. That might be like a ranger day in the snow and negative 30. And I'm going to like glass here, drive here, no heater. Yeah, that's the sock I'm going to do. But my feet do get cold, get cold pretty easily, but I. I would rather have him a tiny bit cold than blistering. Oh, absolutely. And that's
1: where I think it's more important in the sock area that you wear something you're comfortable with. And you're probably better off wearing the sock you wear every day that you're comfortable in than anything, honestly. I think that's Contrary to popular belief. Yeah, exactly. I think that is your number one sock that you should be wearing and not necessarily spending a bunch of money. I also, you know, going back to my cold feet, I wear heated socks a lot. Like in that late, like if it's a fourth season, you know, November, cold, snowy, I have heated socks and I'll just run those on a low heat. But to jump into the next thing, boots, that's where I make the next move is in my boots versus my sock. I like to keep the same sock. So I run that light, medium, a Merino wool sock or these standard Hanes, you know, mid calf sock, and I'll change the boot with me. So if I'm, you know, if I'm in the early season, like Brent hunts a lot in, Tennis shoes are a huge thing. I know Brent's a big fan of tennis shoes. He's well, gonna dive into some yeah, more what yeah, they're not they're I'll a hiking shoe, not yeah. necessarily a tennis shoe, a hiking shoe. So he'll dive into that more. I'm gonna kind of get into the boots that I wear here. Um the boot that I wear the most, it's a Zamberlin Lynx. Um and it's a GTX. So it's a Gore-Tex. It's yeah, it's got Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex. It's a leather shell. And then I like the BOA. I run the BOA. I run it super tight. I've had good luck with the BOA system. I always have extra BOAs at back at camp just in case. But that's my go-to BOA or boot. I wear that. I'm gonna say 90% of even the year. I wear that boot all the time. That's my like work boot, hunt boot, everything. I have a set that's for hunting specifically. But if it's cold, I got another set of Zamberlin's. The next step up, it's and those are just, so the GTX. It's like a mid calf boot, so it's not all the way up. The next ones, they're tie ups, and they go, you know, clear up your calf, and that's my go-to cold weather. And they're like a 400 gram insulate, so that's going to be my my next boot of choice. I run the Zamberlins. I that's just what I'm comfortable with. I think I would recommend you guys going and checking out what kind of boots you fit your feet well, and then you know, kind of walk around Cabela's, etc and climb their little rock wall and see what fits your feet well. Obviously out real world experience you're never gonna know. My thing is if it's comfortable when I first try it on, that's the boot I'm going to. I don't believe in breaking in boots. I don't think that's it's got to be comfortable from day
0: one. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so for me, going off what he was talking about with the hiking shoe, so most hunters like on social media and everything, they're like, you know it's like crispy or Kinitrek. Yep. Zamberlin, whatever. Yep. There's a bunch of them. Um, most people don't wear these hunting. They're actually like hiking shoes, but they're Hoka um, 10-9 hiking shoes. So they have Gore-Tex in them. They have a really wide sole, um, and they have like this piece of foam that sticks out way back at the heel. I have super, super flat, messed up feet, and so I need like a lot of cushion and uh, a lot of support and these boots i everyone that's tried them on they're like dude i'm buying a pair of these like they look so stupid but they are so comfortable they they're easy to walk in they're light they're just they're just beautiful so those are the ones early archery season if if it's gonna rain a ton like it's rained four or five days i won't wear that because eventually i found that water will seep in just a little bit even with a Gore-Tex booty in it but most of the time where we hunt there's not a lot of rain um, so that is my number one go-to hunting boot if I can only have one that'd be it um, I have two others that I wear I'll wear a crispy uh, Nevada which I've really liked uh, it's a leather Gore-Tex real compared to the Hoka way stiffer boot so if like we're in like really rugged terrain. Um, like up and down wise, that is a good boot to wear. It's not near as comfortable. I love Crispy. I really do. I love the company. I love all their products, Uh but it is not as comfortable as the Hoka uh in my opinion. And then going from, well, another Crispy that I have is, I think it came out last year. It's called the Altitude GTX, which is it's kind of a earlier season Nevada. It's leather and then with some like mesh on the top, fully waterproof. Like I've walked through rivers with it or creeks with it and uh completely waterproof. So those if the weather's bad or I'm doing something really really rugged, those are the boots that I like to wear. But uh if you guys are looking early season you or even scouting trips, you should look into to Hoka hiking shoes. There's all kinds of ones. There's, like, the Kappa, which I just got. I haven't tried it yet. Um, the Hoka Ten Nines, the one with the big heel on the back. And uh, everyone that I've pointed in that direction really, really likes them, so you guys should give them a try for sure. Something you're going to really
1: like about that shoe is when you're stalking an animal and you're having to get really close, they're quiet because it's a soft sole. These yep. other boots that, like, where I'm talking about, like the boot I wear, that Zamberlin um, GTX, it's a fairly soft sole. It's a Vibram sole, so it's not super loud, but it's a lot louder than a tennis shoe. So if you're really getting up there in the animals, that, that tennis shoe is a lot quieter, and you're not going to be taking your boots off walking in socks.
0: Yeah, and the great thing is, is it has a Vibram sole, not the same. Yep, Yeah, Vibram sole, it's not as rigid, but great traction. I've gone, dude, probably a 1,000 miles in those boots by now and in yeah. really rocky stuff, and they've held up really well. Yeah. So... All right, on to base layers. Moving up, um, base layers. What what are you running for base layers?
1: So my thing, I'm gonna start with underwear here because when you're out and like if you're staying, you're packing in and you're wearing underwear multiple days, or even just hiking a lot and you're sweating, chafing's a major problem. So the a number, dangerous problem. Yeah, that it, can injure. Hunt. Oh man, it'll yeah. ruin it, and you'll be miserable. You know, no one wants monkey butt. Be powdering. <laughs> so I run American Eagle. <laughs> is what i use now every single underwear company probably has the same style but i use the um elastic fabric i don't like the cloth because it seems like hold the sweat and it stays wet i run the like elasticy, stretchy kind and that's been what i have found to be the best it like kind of like gets the sweat away and then like gets it to the pants and then lets the pants get it out from there
0: okay so um I've tried a couple different things. One, the brand Tommy John I really like um, for for hot stuff. I yeah. like that. Um, another one, I've tried the Sitka Merino Wool. It's – I like it. I wouldn't say it's the best, though. And then another one that I really like is Duluth Trading Company Armachillo's. <laughs> those, yeah, those. I like those Armachillo's, yeah. Those <laughs> nice. are nice. So, and then going from underwear um, – my base layer, when it comes to long long johns or long underwear, I don't wear them unless they're really cold. A lot of guys wear them all the time to try to wick sweat. Yep. Um, I, I don't wear them that often. I'll wear uh, a real light, either smart wool or Sitka merino wool, like the lightest that they have. It's almost see-through. Um, and then if it's considerably colder, like late season, I'll wear a thick. I have a pair of thick uh, merino wool, smart wools that i that i wear for snowmobiling too so yep. i'll wear those but i'm not a big uh when it's remotely warm i do not like wearing a base layer so i'm huge on base layer like i wear base
1: layer almost every day now i'm gonna say like in starting in september as soon as i start hunting i wear probably long underwear every day until probably april like don't you get every hot? single day I don't. So no, I. I so I okay. So like sometimes crazy. I do, right? So I wear that. The, I my favorite pair of long underwear to hunt in is Kuyu Merino wool, the thinnest ones, just like you do, with the zip off feature. I haven't even seen that those. Is my favorite thing ever because for one, I get cold easy. So like, I start every day in those just in case. So I start in these long underwear, and then the coolest thing is they got a zipper along the side of your legs all the way up, and then a Velcro at the top of your waistband. So you can literally drop your pants in the field, unzip your long underwear, take them off. You never take your boots off, take your shoe off, whatever. You just drop your pants, unzip, long john's off. So if it gets hot, you know, say you're walking out at like 10 in the morning and it's hot, you can, you know, rip those things off and you're good to go. But generally, that's my go-to is those thin uh, zip-offs. But if it's a little bit colder and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to shift my pants to a thicker pant, what I'll usually do is just go to a thicker... Um, long underwear and i'm the same as you i don't own thicker long underwear specifically for hunting i wear my snowmobile stuff all my thicker base layer stuff is fly racing um snowmobile base layer stuff and i have their heavyweight long underwear and their heavy heavyweight upper shirt and that is my uh my go-to base layers if it's super super cold out and i don't change gotcha. between those two those are my go-to too.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of the zip-offs. That's pretty badass.
1: No, you're going to have to look into those because yeah. it's, it's uh, an absolute if, game you know, changer. We talk
0: smack back and forth, but maybe Kuyu is on to something on this one. You know, and I, I got to get it. First Light was the first one, I really? think, that had those. But Dude, I, think- I was reading on a thread on Facebook. A dude asked what the best base layers were for hunting, like and i've never tried them but everyone dude was like first lights base layers are by far better than any other company that's what i've heard too and that's so, I,
1: i've never even tried it i really i probably should but you know you like invest in one set and you're yeah. like oh i'm a Kuyu you guy you know so yeah. you have to live and die by it it seems like no I hear um, okay so the pants, next thing dude, would be pants pants are big pants yeah, are huge oh man the, that's the that's the thing and we're going to dive into some stuff here with pants that is a game changer when you're in the field. So me, with my build, I have tried the Sitkas and I've tried the Kuyu's, and I have stuck to the Kuyu's, and this is why I am a Kuyu guy. The Kuyu's fit my ankle and the boots I wear the best. So the attack pant that they make is my go-to. It's a, it's a thin, normal, normal pant with normal like pockets, like your jeans in the front, and it's a back zip pocket and then along the sides you have a full length thigh um air breathable vent there and these are four-way stretched where they stretch with your legs as you're crawling or whatever you need to there so that's my go-to pant almost every single day now if it's colder i go to the thicker pant and then what what is their so thicker the pant thicker pant that i wear is their guide pant they have a couple different options but um i go to the guide pant on the thicker days. But if I have to like insulate between my long underwear and that outer pant, I have a super down um, down pants that I have to wear the guide pants over. So it's like it's got to be super cold for me to go to that route. More like sitting in a deer stand because the guide pants just have a little bit more room. They're a little more baggy. I feel like, and that's what gives me the room around that insulated to wear to wear a full on down pant. Full full down pant. Yep. The attack pant is more like I'm going to say like just more like a typical jean, right? Like that your denim jean, that's more what it's typically like fits tight, you feel, you know, really snug with it. Now, the biggest thing you're going to find with these pants though is I run a water resistant pant. They're not waterproof and they're a soft shell. And I'm going to dive into the soft shell and the hard shell. Um so, the soft shell pant is water resistant and they breathe. So, if you're sweating,
0: you're gonna still get some moisture and some airflow
1: in and out of those pants.
0: The pants I like to wear obviously depends on the temperature and what we're doing, but I've kind of figured out a, a couple different stick of pants I really like, starting with if it is super, super hot. I will run the I think it's the Ascent pant. It's super, super thin. Okay. But I don't really like hunting in that pant. I like um uh, scouting, wearing it to like, you know, train in or whatever. I don't really like actually hunting in that pant. The reason why I don't is because it doesn't really protect my legs against brush. I like having a lot of, you know, brush protection. But the biggest thing, way more than that, is it doesn't have knee pads in it. So for archery hunting, you can make fun of me wearing knee pads. The Sitka hunting pants come with knee pads in them. You can remove them if you don't like them. And I was going to remove them, but I decided to wear them on one hunt and just see. Oh, my God. I love it, dude. Like Like, gutting an elk, you know, you're on one knee, like, you know, slicing or whatever. Or when you're shooting a bow or when you're, you know, stalking or whatever, um, the knee pads are super, super clutch. And so I have to have those now. And when you're walking, you don't even really notice them. They're there. Um, they You can see them if someone else has them sometimes, but you don't really feel them. It's not a big deal. It's super nice. So the Ascent pant is more for, like, early season scouting, summer trips, stuff like that. Um, my number one favorite, beautifulest, bestest, everything pant, for, especially for archery season, is the Sitka Apex pant. So I think they're going – I think it's called the Apex pant – They're I think they're discontinuing it. And so I got another pair that's just in plastic that I haven't ever worn because I'm saving it for that day. (laughs) Gotta have them, yeah. Dude, yeah, I love them. They're a great fabric. Uh they keep me cool. Um, they're camo, so for archery. Then they have the knee pads, and they're made for archery hunting. So like all the snaps have fabric in between them, so they're real quiet. Okay. You got deep pockets. Um, you have like separators in the pockets for your release your calls everything they're just I love that pant so much I've put a ton of miles on that pant and it's held up really well Um, so that's almost all of archery season Um, I'll run that pant the next pant it's in between uh, my thickest pant and the apex pant it's called the mountain pant and I don't really wear that hunting that much I will if it's like it's not cold or wet, but it's just, it's not warm. It's just kind of in the middle. I'll wear that, but I really don't like to wear that that much. Normally I go from, uh, the apex pant up to the next step, which is the timberline pant. And that has like a reinforced butt. Uh, so like riding mules and horses and stuff, it's, it's great for riding horses. I'm on a saddle. Uh, it has reinforced knees with knee pads and then it has a water, uh, a really thick, water-resistant material in the butt and knees, and I really like it. Comes with suspenders if you like suspenders. Um, I would take those off and wear a belt. But so those are the pants I normally wear. Then um, I always carry with me packable. It's the uh, Dew Point from Pant from Sitka. It will if it if it's really cold, if it's wet, if it's snowing, if it's raining. Uh, they're Gore Tex. They're a hard shell like AJ's talking about. Uh they're a little loud but I really really have to have that pant cuz walking through you know thick grass yep uh if it's if it's raining and stuff you'll get soaked real quick so if you have that pant even after up, it rained yeah. you know if the
1: if the or even the morning dew or just dew. the brush is wet yeah yeah
0: it's called a dew point pant yeah. so I guess it's good That's with why. dew but yeah so you can what I'll do is I'll throw those on right over um any of those pants and then I'll have a waterproof layer. The other pant that I like to wear is, uh, and I, I wear this sometimes in Alaska. I don't really wear, I've never worn it in Colorado. Uh, that is the, I think it's called the Kel, the Kelvin Aerolite down pant. And so those are not actually a full length pant. They're actually like a three quarter down pant. And I thought that was really stupid in the beginning. Um, but the more you think about it, it's actually a really, really brilliant idea because you don't want a layer that's not good with water getting wet. And so if you have a full length down pant, you're going to have it either stuffed into your boot, which is uncomfortable, or you're going to have it over your boot, which then it's has a likelihood of getting wet. If you have a three quarter length down pant under a rain layer, like the dew point, then you have all the insulation you need and you have no chance of it getting wet with the dew points over them. So you can wear those if they're just, if it's cold um, and you don't need waterproof material on the outside or you can pair it up with what I do is pair it up with the dew point pant and that system along with the Apex pant, uh, mountain pant and Timberline pant is absolute money. I've never ran into a situation where I'd need anything else.
1: Yeah, that's a fun fact to know that you wear capris. Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) capris. I know one thing for you guys to
1: know, like he's big on the knee pads and I've never been fortunate enough to use the knee pads because I have an awkwardly long, like knee to hip length (laughs) and the knee pad, like I always just catch the very bottom of it on my knee. So I have a pair with the knee pads and the knee pads always like on my thigh. So i've never found a pair of pants like with the knee pads that actually fit where my knee is supposed to be i'd have to like sew it down like four or five inches we'll to see make it i
0: work. i had a pair of kuyu pants and i i don't recall what, which one it was they had knee pads but they were like the ones that were stitched to the outside yep yeah and they're so thin yeah that like dude uh, the the sickle ones like they go into an insert and they're a thick dense foam and you can take a knee on a rock, and your knee doesn't Don't feel it. know. Huh? And so th- the other thing, what I was going to say to that, is with the Sitka thing, the knee pad's pretty long. Yep. Oh, okay. And you can move it. Oh. So, like, it, obviously, it's in its netting, but, like, say you're going to do that, and you're going to take a knee, just pull your pant you can pull it a little it. bit up and then put it down on the rock. Interesting. I but, it, I, I mean, I can't imagine. it For archery season, I'm sure, it, or for rifle hunting, I'm sure it's, it would be nice to have. But yep. dude, for archery hunting. It's a must-have. It, yeah, for me, like, dude, my knees are so bad as you know yeah. I'm getting knee surgery in two weeks. Um <laughs> th- that yeah, those are really nice to have. Yep.
1: No, I'm gonna have to try it because I have had knee surgery on the left knee and like I crawl like one legged. Like I look like a three legged dog out there <laughs> crawling on stalking things because <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna put that knee on the ground because it hurts. You know, not right. not like hurts, but it's like tender where your kneecap touches but even if
0: you have perfect knees it's still not comfortable yeah and then you get cuts and yep yep so definitely those that's my pant system and and i run like those capri those down capris (laughs) um i run them like in alaska we uh we'll go fishing and i'll run them under waders so for those of you who hunt like waterfowl and it's really cold you could wear those under your waders i mean they're just pretty versatile pants that if it's cold they're super nice to have that's how you
1: can uh score some points with your significant other saying that yeah. you're buying more camo but you can use it for more uses <laughs> yeah. put it under put it under your waders you know yeah. use it in other situations snowmobiling etc you know whatever you can uh, get away with do yeah that.
0: exactly exactly
1: so moving up to the upper body um like i said earlier i'm big on just wearing a t-shirt whatever um just normal t-shirts that I wear, cotton, you know, or polyester, whatever these t-shirts are. That's what I'm most comfortable in. That's I wear a t-shirt under everything. I always wear a hoodie at minimum. Even if I am hot as can be, I always have a hoodie on no matter what when I'm out. I never hunt in a t-shirt. So really. Even if I mean it can be a hundred degrees out there. What what's the thinking behind that? I, I don't know. I just always like having my arms covered. Like mm. I want my arms covered, bugs, um, brush, whatever. I just want to be covered. Sun, everything. see that's how I am
0: with my legs. Okay, like yep. where we hunt, it's like rattlesnakes and all kinds of stuff. So, I I feel that, but with yep. my upper body, I I don't really need it covered. <laughs> yeah, but so
1: I like the upper body covered. I like hood on my like hoodie. So like I, all my hoodies are hooded. My favorite piece is the merino wool, um, thin. It's the thin merino wool hoodie. So I've got the hood. It's got the long sleeves. And I get everything in the extra long because I'm a long, lengthy person. And then I have the thumb hooks in the sleeves and everything. So that's my go-to, like, if my ride or die, the Merino wool hoodie. And then on top of a T-shirt, I also like the Peloton. Um, It's, like, just more of your regular style hoodie. It's a little thinner than, like, a cotton hoodie, but it's that same, like, smooth, like, soft hoodie. And then it's more like if you like were to be around a fire or something, like it's going to burn a hole in it. It's, you know, that type of fabric. So obviously it's depending upon the hunt, you don't wear it in all situations, but that is my go-to the Merino also the Peloton over that. And then to go over that, I have my insulation, which would be the super down or the Kenai, which is um, the Kenai is a in between of the super down and then, so it's, it's also feather filled, but it's not the like super like two, three inches, inches of insulation. It's about an inch of insulation. I wear that generally every morning starting and then a soft shell coat over that. So eye and then soft shell over that guide coat is what I run from a Kuyu. Now the guide coat is soft shell, so it's quiet and it's only water resistant and not windproof. So it breathes. So that's why I wear that insulation under. That way I can still breathe with getting too warm. Generally, I end up taking that insulation off really fast as soon as the the sun comes up. But right when that sun's coming up, it's so cold, I get cold. So that's when I wear that insulation to stay warm in that moment. Especially if I'm hunting myself, I shake super bad. And if I was ever to have to, (laughs) like, actually shoot something in that moment, I need to be warm. So I'm not adding that shaking on as well. So insulation if it's super cold got the super down and then i always run the guide coat on top of that for generally early season to super late season now kind of breaking into that guide coat it's that soft shell it's um you know just the good all-around coat the next coat that i use in the like late season deer hunting or even late season cow hunt and stuff like that is called an axis and it's a hybrid coat a hybrid coat is something new that's kind of hit the market on both sitka and kuyu and what they did with these hybrids is it's a soft shell around the body where if you're standing, the water would run off of that. But if it's on top of your shoulders or your elbows where you're rubbing on things, your sleeves, et cetera, it's going to be a hard shell. Now, it's a little bit noisier than the soft shell, but it's not super noisier. And what you go, when you go to that hard shell is you're now waterproof and windproof. So the windproof, not so important in the hybrid, but it is super important to have that waterproofing in those water load areas on your shoulders, et cetera. Your hood, it would be waterproof, that stuff. Um, So hybrid, super cool jacket. Started wearing that a couple years ago. Been really happy with it in those later season hunts. Um, And then something I pack for pants and upper body, both is a rain suit. I don't leave without a rain suit ever if I'm hunting You don't need a Kuyu. You don't need a sika. You don't need First Light. You can have Frog Togs from Walmart, but you want a super hard layer to shed that water if you get caught in a rainstorm. So have a set of rain gear and that's going to be your hard layer. You're not breathing in that. You're not, you know, getting wet under it. That is your hardest layer there is.
0: So for my tops, for my upper body, um, I... I'm with you. I like wearing a, like just a normal T-shirt. I yep. think they feel better. The other thing that I have to worry about in archery season or I try to worry about is like smell. Yeah. Yep. So that's my biggest complaint with the entire Sitka brand. I haven't found, and if if you guys have, leave, uh, leave something in the comments or DM us on Instagram um, what your favorite top layer from Sitka is on like a hot, hot day. I don't mean like merino wool um, base layers, but like an actual camo shirt. I guess it could be Mm -hmm. merino wool. Send that to me because I haven't found a good one. Sitka—the only ones that I've found—they're synthetic material and they stink. It's like wearing like Nike Dry Fit. It's like you could be—it's got a smell. Yeah, you could like sit. You could shower. Sit in a room and not sweat at all, and in like ten minutes, you can smell it. Yeah, you know I don't like that especially for, like, you know, you're talking about going on a four-day backpack hunt, and you're supposed to wear that every day, and it stinks. So I go to, like, more of a cotton shirt, um, which and then I'll wear, like, once we get in a a pursuit of an animal, then I'll put on, like, a light uh, zip-up hoodie with a hood, and then one of them that I wear, I think it's the Apex hoodie. It's the same as the pants. It's for archery hunting. That has, I think, merino wool in it. And uh, that has full concealment, so you can pull the hood up, and there's a face mask built in if you really want to get get stealthy. But I have not found a good hot weather, short sleeve or long sleeve uh, camo gotcha. thing. That's my biggest complaint with Sitka. Um, so I'll wear a t shirt till we get in the pursuit. So going up from there, I like their I like Sitka's heavyweight hoodie. Uh, that's probably what I spend most of my mornings in. Um, and that's the, the full camo performance one, not just like a, a, a normal cotton hoodie. I will wear a cotton hoodie though. Um, not necessarily for archery hunting though. No. So I'll wear the Kelvin or I think it's just a heavyweight hoodie. And then I'll pair that up with, um, the areolite down insulation layer If it's really cold and then if I need to um, make sure the water doesn't get to me, if it's raining, snowing, et cetera, I'll put, or even to break the wind, I'll put the dew point jacket on. And, uh, and Sitka makes one that has the insulated waterproof thing in it. But I just feel like it's more versatile to have like a insulation layer and then a rain layer. And that way you can use that in late season. If you combine the two, Or you can use it, um, just the raincoat in early season. So I guess if you had the money to buy the one that's combined, if you're late season hunting, then do that. I think it's like 600 bucks. Yeah. But anyway, so that's basically what I wear on the top all the time is, is that. Okay. So
1: for, we're going to kind of jump out of the order now, I guess we're going to do hats and gloves together. Um, so for hats, I wear a ball cap every single day. If you catch me not wearing a ball cap, it's a weird day. The only other time is like in the very, very late seasons, having to wear a beanie. And I'm big on like a Scandinavian type beanie. Um, I had a teammate that I used to race snowcross with from Sweden, and they brought over these super thin, they look like almost a swimmer's cap type beanie. <laughs> and I think like hiking swords and stuff, I've seen them in there. Really? But it's just this super thin, like windproof, like beanie and that's like my go-to because then it's not like super like bulky on your head you don't want a little fluff ball on top of your head and (laughs) stuff like that you know you're trying to be kind of stealthy so that's my favorite beanie otherwise you know as far as ball caps go i try to wear like a a camo-ish type hat but i've got probably 12 hats that i take to camp with me and depending upon luck you know for the day if stuff's (laughs) not going good i gotta switch that hat sometimes two times a day to to get the wet going you know you never know so that's my go-to just a normal ball cap if it's um, warmer weather out i have the mesh on the back if it's not i got a regular you know full style type ball cap um, gloves i can't do anything in gloves i just physically cannot function in gloves i can't get my binos out i can't use, use my spawn scope can't hook things to tripods i try not to wear gloves at all but I have horrible blood flow, so I have to wear gloves every once in a while, especially if I'm, like, packing a tripod. So what I have found is um, Fly Racing makes a pair of windproof, thin motocross gloves, and (laughs) that is what I wear probably most of the time. It's windproof on the back, and it's just a normal, like, style motocross-style glove on the bottom to where you can still feel pretty good. You can actually even run your phone with most of them. So that's my favorite, um, glove that I wear all the time. If it's super cold, I've tried the Kuyu Sitka gloves. I hate them. They're junk. They're the worst gloves I think anybody's ever made. They don't like you get cold in them. I don't see the point. So I wear snowmobile gloves. And if it's cold, like if it's like snowing and I'm having to crawl in snow and stuff like that, I'll just wear my normal snowmobile glove that I, that I always ride in, which is, um, it's a Tidal glove. It's called on fly racing. And then, I, if it's super cold out and I'm sitting in a deer stand or even, you know, just riding in the range or something like that, I've got heated gloves. Now there's tons of different varieties of heated gloves out there, but that is uh, definitely my go-to, the heated glove, if it is super cold out there. And then sometimes a little, little tip trick that I learned when I was racing snow cross to wear those thinner gloves on most days, I always pack a set of like surgical or mechanic um, rubber gloves mm-hmm. and you can always put those on under any side type of glove and that's going to cut the wind and keep the warmth in your hand because they they don't breathe at all so little trick throw those in your hands stay a lot warmer and uh that's kind of my go-to on the hats and the gloves
0: so f- yeah for my hats i always wear a baseball cap and then if my ears are freezing then i just put my hood up yeah yeah all my 90 percent of my stuff is is hooded I like to wear vests a lot, too. Um, I'll wear, like, uh, no shirt and just a vest <laughs> sometimes, but uh, I just picked up a stone glacier vest that actually has a hood built into it, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so, yeah, I always wear ball caps with the hood over it if I have to. Um, okay, for gloves, early season, if it's, like, cold going up or – I don't want my hands exposed to something like wet grass or whatever when I'm like making my way through it, especially working cameras and stuff. I don't want wet hands and then grabbing, you know, then touching dirt and then grabbing the cameras, touching the lenses. So I'll wear uh, the Sitka Ascent glove. And that is more or less like what you're talking about a mechanic glove, basically. I mean, it's thin. Yeah, real thin and I like it because I still have the mobility to like grab my binos, operate the camera even. Um, so that's why I wear 90% of the time in archery season. If I'm going to wear a glove, um, if not, then I wear like a Kinko work glove. So yep. other than that, I don't really need anything bulkier than that. And a Kinko work glove, it's like if it gets blood on it or whatever, um, it's not a big deal, but I will bring, um, the like nursing examination gloves, yep. uh, like as part of a gut kit oh yeah uh, yep. i like that like if you're if it's real cold outside and you're gutting yeah that way normally they get all cut up but i still like having them till you get in the warm blood it <laughs> stays a little warmer at a least. little warmer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. i yep. Can get so, behind that so those are basically the the gloves that i wear and that's basically my entire gear system yeah uh, when it comes to what's on my body um that's subject to change but basically i have gone through like you know being cold being wet being too hot and and kind of dialed this gear system into what I just talked about uh for me what took the longest was definitely the the socks and the boots um the other stuff you can there's a ton of information out there and uh go with a brand that you feel confident in and and look at this stuff as an investment it is expensive like the stuff we're talking about it's thousands of dollars in gear. Yep. But if this is what you love to do, if you're watching this podcast, you probably love to do it, and uh, and save up and invest in one piece at a time. You don't have to go out and drop 5K on a gear system. Just you know, maybe every month you buy, you put you know 100 bucks away, and then you buy a gear piece or whatever. So th- that's I'm pretty happy with my gear thing right now. Um, we'll f- we'll cover like backpacks and vinyl harnesses and stuff like that in another pod but that's basically it guys.
1: Yeah. So for part one, that's my gear system. I kind of gave you my go-tos and then what I take to camp as well. And, uh, that's what makes my hunt not suck. Yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> what you got right there, guys. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you on uh, part two of this. Thanks. Thanks guys. Love you. Bye.